Welcome to the Beeson Podcast coming to you from Beeson Divinity School on the campus of Samford University. Now your hosts, Doug Sweeney and Kristen Padilla. Welcome to the Beeson Podcast. I am your host, Doug Sweeney, here with my co-host, Kristen Padilla. We are in the middle of a three-week series on the podcast with a few of our December grads at Beeson. We're learning from them about their time here in Birmingham, God's work in their lives, and their plans for the future. We hope you enjoyed last week's interview with graduate Aubrey Johnston. Today, we will be speaking with our dear friend, Kwabena Okain Twinaboa, who goes here by Okain and has often worked behind the scenes on the podcast with our media manager, Rob Willis. We hope these interviews will give you a little glimpse into the amazing work of God here at Beeson Divinity School, and will encourage you as well about this next generation of ministers of the gospel. As you hear these students talk, we invite you to pray for them as they follow God's call to take the gospel to the world. Kristen, would you please introduce today's guest? Yes. Welcome, everyone, to the Beeson Podcast. We are glad to have our friend Okine on the show today. Okine is from Ghana, and he just completed his MDiv degree at Beeson. He, as Doug has already mentioned, works with our media and technology manager, Rob Willis, and he's also a member of Vestavia Hills United Methodist Church. So, Okine, we're so glad that you have um, agreed to be on the podcast today, and we so want to say welcome. So good to be here. Uh, we always like to begin um, getting more, uh, getting to know you better, and uh, so we would love for you to introduce yourself to us. Uh, I've already mentioned that you're from Ghana, but if you want to say more about where, where you are from and how you came to faith in Jesus Christ. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It's, it's so good to be here. Uh, so as you said earlier, my name is uh, Okain, Kwabna Okain Chinebua. So interestingly, uh, here at Beeson, a lot of people have been calling me Okai because of the spelling of my name, O-K-A-I. But the pronunciation is actually Okain, like O-K-I-N-E. So I go by Okain, and Kwabna is uh, a Ghanaian name, which simply means I was born on a Tuesday. So the Ghanaian culture is said that when you mention your name, at least someone knows the day that you were born or basically where you are coming from. So uh, Kwabna simply means I'm a Tuesday born. So uh, I'm from a family of five, four boys and one girl. I'm the last but one. I have a kid brother with age difference, like nine years. My father is a, a Methodist minister uh, in the Ghana Methodist Church. Reverend Maxwell Chinobua Kodia, and my mom is Paulina Chinobua Kodia. So uh, I am very lucky to say I came from a Christian, a very strong Christian background. Uh, for me, some of my earliest uh, Christian memory is way back when I was very young. I remember like my dad taught us how to play instruments. So what we do is my dad will just carry us along and you just go to a village and set up instruments and you play something and as you play music a lot of people will come around to listen and in the end my father will preach and that was that was taught at a very young age 
And I still remember, so in Ghana, most of the places that my dad works, uh, they were mostly villages. So what happened was that some of those places, we didn't have a place of worship. And that means worship was done in the house. So, and in Ghana, worship means like a morning devotion, which normally starts like 5 a.m. each morning. So from Mondays to maybe Sundays, you have no other option than to go to a morning devotion, to be involved in church, as long as it's done in the house. So for me, it, life was very interesting because like I grew up in church and everything was church. But I, I mostly tell people, I think life changed for me when I was in the high school. Because in the high school, initially when I was going to high school, so in Ghana, high school is mostly a boarding school. So that was the first time that I was actually leaving my parents. So I felt, hey, this was the right time for me to explore another life aside the church. But I think the story was very different. I went to high school and I think that was when I always say God called me. So from the high school, it became more of like an individual experience with God than being a community. So from the high school, I felt like I wasn't going to church because my dad was asking me to go, but I was going to church because God was calling me to something. So in the high school, uh, I became the president. It's called GAMSU, which simply means Ghana Methodist Student Senior. So I became the president for that denomination. And during our induction into service, that was when I really felt God was calling me so my faith journey really started in high school. And from there, I've been working with the church. The journey still continued. I went to the university. I did accounting. So I did business administration and I majored in accounting. And interestingly, when I was growing up, the goal was to become like an IT uh, expert. So I wanted to become a computer scientist. So I spent all my time learning computer but somewhere in high school, I decided to do accounting. So I went to university, did accounting, and life was was moving on. And by some way, somehow, I'm here. <laughs> so that is that is a little bit about myself, how I came to faith. Yeah. Well, that's the next question I wanted to ask you about, Okine. How did you get from Ghana to Beeson? <laughs> When did you first hear about Beeson and why did you decide to come? Yeah, so uh, just just an advice for anyone who will be listening. Uh, anytime you see something in the body of Christ and you don't really want to go do anything about it, don't pray about it. So to me, I think that was, that was how my journey started. So uh, career-wise, I think I was really doing good. I think... I was working, as I said earlier, I worked one year as an auditor and one year as an accountant. And I think it was okay, but I saw a need in Ghana and the need was that I saw the need for pastors, a lot of pastors to be trained. And sometimes for you to really understand this, you should understand uh, that like almost 70% of the Christian population in Ghana is either Pentecostals or charismatic. And in Ghana, we call them one-man church. It simply means it's run by just one man. And most of these pastors, they don't have any sort of theological education. They just, you can just start start up one day and just start a church. So I saw I saw a lot of uh, false doctrines and a, a lot of need for people to be trained. 
And I think I started praying about it. And I was just praying God will send someone. But over over the years, I felt God was just putting that burden on me. Initially, I was trying to sweep that under the carpet. But it was like a lot of people were asking me, have you prayed about it? Maybe God is calling you to do something about this because you talk about it a lot. So uh, I talked with my dad and I was like, I feel God is calling me to some way, somehow leave my accounting career and pursue ministry. But the, my, my dad first said I should go to something Methodist. But looking at uh, what I felt God was calling me to, it was more of uh, a non-denominational kind of setting. So I was like, I wish I would do something non-denominational. So there is this missionary who came to Ghana and he worked with my dad for almost five to six years. And he's part of our family now. He's called John Russell. So I got to talk with him and I was like, hey, John, I, I think God is calling me to do something. And he was like, yeah, I've, I've seen that. I've seen that a very long time. And I shared my vision with him and he was like, let me recommend my school. So John Russell is actually a business alumni. So I had uh, two admission, one from Asbury University and one from Beeson, but I decided to uh, take on Beeson because of the non-denominational aspects. And that was basically what I felt God was calling me to. Well, Okine, we have loved having you at Beeson, and I just want to share with our listeners, um, one of my favorite Thanksgiving um, memories <laughs> that I have is you at our house. Um, uh, with our son Philip and sh- us sharing a meal together, but it you know it's one of those things that reminds me that international students you you don't get to go home a lot, yes. um, and I think for you you haven't even been home to Ghana this whole nope. time. Nope. Um, so what is it like being an international student? Um, maybe what are some of the challenges uh, you faced? I think that would just be of great interest to our listeners hearing um, your experience as an international student. Yeah, I think I think there is a lot of challenge. So in the first place, like culture in terms of culture is very different, uh, very different. So for me, I mostly tell people I'm from Ghana and mostly when a lot of Americans think of Africa, they think of a country. But I like to remind them that. Africa is a continent and <laughs> it has like 54 countries and Ghana is just one part of uh, those countries. So for me, the first time that I was leaving Ghana was when I was coming to Basin. So basically I left Ghana, not knowing anywhere, just coming for Basin. So the flight was a straight flight from Ghana to Washington DC, then DC to Huntsville then uh, John Russell picked me from Huntsville to Birmingham. So basically for me, that was the kind of transition. So everything was new, language, culture, food, everything that you can think of. But I think uh, when I was coming, I just knew I was coming to study. So in terms of my academics, I think the first thing that was that was so hard was the language. So uh, transitioning from accounting to a lot of reading, it was it was too big for me. And I remember the first day in class, my first class was with Dr. Beckwith and my second class was with Dr. Genelet. And I still remember in Genelet class, basically I had nothing. So like, I was like, oh, everything was way over me. So I was like, oh, am I really going to be able to do this? So straight from class, I, I went to a Walmart, I got a recorder 
then I had to record all classes and I have to keep listening over and over again just to get used to the language because in Ghana we speak English but we speak British English and hardly will I speak English when I'm with my friends or family like English is like the official language but we hardly speak it so for me language was was a big thing and uh, I think one other challenge is trying to fit in Ah, uh, so I think naturally when I came the first mistake that I wanted to do was try to find a group of people that I'll fit in, like a church. I wanted to find a black church, uh, an African church, but <laughs> I was like, no, I'm here to learn. So I don't really have to go to a black church. I have to find a different church. So I think trying to fit in, knowing that like you are different language wise, you speak and even people don't hear what you are saying. Funny enough, whenever I hear people speaking like, I try to understand what they are saying, but later I realized when I speak, people don't hear and they don't really ask me what I was saying. So <laughs> it was it was a challenge trying to fit in, trying to communicate. So to me, I think it was mainly language and trying to fit in. I think that was that was the big thing. Yeah. What about your time here on campus, Okai? Tell our listeners just a little bit about. Uh, how God has used Beeson, your experience at Beeson, some of your classes and professors at Beeson uh, to draw you near to him and prepare you for a life of ministry? Yeah, that is that is a nice question. So uh, I, I really think Beeson has been a blessing. So when I was coming to America, I was single-minded, not actually, so I talked with some of my colleagues and it's like some of them came to Beeson and they had an idea of what they want to do. like. I want to learn Old Testament. I want to learn church history. I want to learn this. But for me, it was like, God, you are calling me to do this. I don't even know what I'm going to do. Just help me to learn. And I still have friends in Ghana who still don't know the reason why they will say I am wasting like four years just to do this. Meanwhile, it's like, you're already in ministry. Why do you want to spend four years just to be trained. So I came single-minded, very open. So I remember before I start like every class, like my prayer was like, Father, why am I learning this? And how would this be important in like whatever thing that you have for me in the future? So I think it will be very hard to kind of just pinpoint one class to be like, this was like the most formative class. But I think personally, I like the biblical languages. Hebrew and Greek, just because it gives me opportunity to sit with like the original text and just have time to sit with the Bible. So I think for me, I'll say like uh, Greek and Hebrew has really been one of the classes that I've, I've really enjoyed. And with this and uh, one one experience that I've really have gained at this and and I think it's not only at this and but in America. So I mostly tell people, in terms of culture, everything is different. Sometimes people try to ask, how is Ghana like? I try to explain to them, but deep within me, I know they can understand if I'm just trying to put words to it. But one thing that I've realized is that the only thing that remains constant, the only thing that has not changed is God and the God factor. And I think one beauty 
that I see here at Beeson is that we have people from different denominations, but I think that which connects us is the subject Jesus. So when Jesus is a subject, I think it is so it is so wonderful, especially during community lunch. You see Presbyterians and Methodists sitting down and eating and laughing just because the subject is Christ. And I think I mostly tell people, uh, one thing that I have not really liked about America is the idea of denominations. Is that when you tell someone I'm from a Methodist church, they kind of put you in a box. I'm from a uh, Presbyterian church, they kind of define you. But here at Basin, because Jesus becomes the subject of what we do here, you see that unity, that community. So to me, it brings life to Revelation when he says people from different background, ethnicity, praising the Lord. And I think when the subject is Jesus, people don't really look at themselves, they look at Jesus. And I think that is that is one beauty that I always, whenever I see my colleagues from different denominations sitting down and talking, I think that has always been the beauty. Yeah. You mentioned, Okine, uh, just that community aspect, and I wonder if you can talk about that more. Um, I know that you have served um, on our SGA. I think in last <laughs> year you were yeah. part of our SGA and yeah. helping to plan events. Yeah. So what have been some of your favorite aspects of the Beeson community? And perhaps yeah. you can share some of your favorite memories that you're going to yeah. take with you to Ghana. Yeah. So, so I think if there is one thing that will always want me to come back to Beeson, it will be, is a sense of community. Like uh, Tuesday community lunch, like just getting to sit down and when you are, you are in the seminary, most of our discussion become very theological. And sometimes <laughs> it's, it's like, you don't really get to feel the people themselves. And But I think I think at Beeson, you always get to talk with people and you get to know their hearts. Like sometimes you get to know family. So for example, yesterday I spent like three hours uh, with a Beeson grad math, just talking about life and just praying together. And I think that is that is one of the rich richness that Beeson always provides, like the community events like uh, uh, I'm trying to pronounce that. Think and Valda. Good. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's 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 so amazing just to have a community, just a break from class and talk to people. And I think that is one thing that Beeson really is known of. Well, kind because I know you, I know that 2020 will be a very memorable year mm -hmm. in your life, and not just because it's been the COVID-19 year. I happen to know you also got engaged this year to yeah. a woman named <laughs> Eunice who lives on another continent, not the continent of Africa, not the continent yep. of North America, <laughs> but who lives in Europe in the UK. Yeah. Tell us yeah. what you've been learning from the Lord this year amidst all these unusual experiences, the COVID epidemic, trying to get engaged from the yeah. United States. How has that been for you? Yeah, so COVID, <laughs> I think COVID really, it changed the story. Uh, so as you said earlier, initially I was planning to uh, go to Ghana somewhere in the summer to get married. Uh, but COVID kind of changed everything. So for me, in terms of America and COVID, I feel like what I really missed was like coming back to Basin because for me, my journey here in America has been Basin and church. If I'm not at Basin, I'm at church or I'm, I'm at home. So quarantine was something that I was a bit used to. So that was not a, a huge challenge. I think for me, the challenge was like, 
basically all my plans being like scattered and in terms of my visa and everything, especially with marriage. So I think one thing that really God has taught me with this COVID is how you man can still plan, but it's God who really gives the victory. So basically it gives me a sense to trust God more and just believe him. Because in my mind, I had everything. I thought I had everything planned, but <laughs> it came to a point that I really had to depend on God. So I think COVID has really hit me hard, but it has also given me more room to trust God and just depend on God, knowing like he has everything together, even though on this part of heaven, we don't really see it. But I think like the trust journey has really been been amazing. So kind earlier in the podcast, I asked you to talk about being an international student. And I want to bring that back up again, uh, because at Beeson, we love international students and we want more of them. So we would love to hear from you. Um, why should internationals consider coming to Beeson? Um, hopefully some will be listening to this podcast. Yep. <laughs> and then flipping the question, what would you suggest to Beeson as we look forward to welcoming more international students? Yeah, so uh, so before I came to America, I had most of my memories that I knew about America was from movies, <laughs> but I think it's very different when you are here. Uh, and I mostly tell people I'm not really exposed to America, I'm exposed to Beeson. So maybe when I go back to Ghana, my experience will not really be like an American experience, but it will be like Beeson experience. So I think for me, Beeson, as we mentioned earlier, is more of a community. So the truth of the matter is, it's very hard to live in America as an international student. So like a heartfelt advice for any international student who want to come to America, if it's not God who is actually calling you to, don't come. <laughs> because it's, trust me, it gets, it gets very frustrated. For me, like when I was coming, like in my mind, I was thinking, hey, Visa-wise, I'll be able to work and some of all those stuff. But when you get here, everything is so complicated with your visa and everything. But I think the vision is if it's God who is calling, he always makes the provision. So the first advice is if you really want to leave uh, either Asia or your continent to come to America just for school, just make sure it's God who is leading so that when the frustrations starts to come, when the storm starts to come, your confidence will still be in the fact that God called me to do this. And for me, I think that is that is what has really kept me going. So that when times get tough, the joy has always been like the future glory that I know God will get from whatever thing that he's calling me to do. So that has always kept me going. So the first advice is if God is not calling you or if you don't really feel God calling you and our advice, you pray about it again. But I will always recommend Basin for, for several reasons. One, because of the professors. Like, it's a lot of people ask me questions like, who is your favorite professor here at Basin? And I'm like, that is so hard to say because each of the professors, they have like different personality, different knowledge that they come with it. And one thing that I, I, I tell people is that over the years, I've seen a lot of people with knowledge and it's like knowledge has a way of puffing you up. 
But one, one thing about Beeson is that you see people and professors with a lot of knowledge, but yet they are very humble. And that is my prayer that I've always been praying for, that even as I leave Beeson, like, I should learn from my professors. You, you meet people that are so knowledgeable, yet they are so humble, and always they come to the authority of the scripture. And I think that is that for me makes Beeson like home, like getting down to sit with scripture and seeing scripture as very authoritative in everything that we do. I think that is a thumbs up for Beeson. And I'm, I'm praying in the future, I will, I will walk away with that humility that I learned from most of the professors. Yeah, and I always talk with, with Eunice and that, that has always been the topic. I'm like, I really want to learn humility from, from Beeson. And I think I was humble, but I think God is actually calling me to a different different level of humility, just looking at most of my professors. And I think that is that is one thing that is so amazing here at Beeson. Last question, Okai. Speaking of Eunice and speaking of the future, what's next for you? Where's God taking you? How do you think he wants to use you in the years ahead? Yep. So, uh, as I said, God called me, just go, and I left. I didn't know where I was going. <laughs> he was faithful. He brought me here. Uh, now, as it stands now, I strongly feel God is still calling me back to my people as the journey started. Uh, so I was praying about it, and as it stands now, there is an organization called Designs for Hope. So what's, what they do is they do a lot of things, but basically they have a, a department that works on uh, theological education for uh, pastors and church leaders and church. So this summer I had, I had the opportunity to work with them. So they wanted someone to uh, kind of just read their resources and give African perspective of the materials that they were going to use. So during the summer, during the lockdown, I did most of that. And as it stands now, I feel like God is calling me to work with them. So the goal is I will have to go to Ghana. But before that, I would want to get married. <laughs> so married is tough on the radar. So as, as, as soon as I can leave America, the next goal will be to get married probably in the UK. Uh, because like Eunice cannot go to Ghana until maybe somewhere late uh, next year. So the goal is to go to UK, get married, spend some few months there, move to Ghana and see what God has for me. So as it stands now, I'm still praying to work with Designs for Hope. Yeah, yeah, that is the goal. Wonderful. You have been listening to Kwabena Okain Twinaboa, one of the best and brightest of Beeson Divinity School, one of our most recent graduates, a member of Vestavia Hills United Methodist Church, an employee with media and technology at Beeson. We love you, Okain. We've enjoyed getting to know you. Love we will be too. praying for you as you head on. And we ask our listeners, please pray for Okain, his fiance Eunice, and the work of God in his life and ministry as he leaves this place. Thank you for joining us. Goodbye for now. You've been listening to the Beeson Podcast. Our theme music is written and performed by Advent Birmingham of the Cathedral Church of the Advent in Birmingham, Alabama. Our engineer is Rob Willis. Our announcer is Mike Pascarello. 
Our co-hosts are Doug Sweeney and myself, Kristen Padilla. Please subscribe to the Beeson Podcast at beesondivinity.com slash podcast or on iTunes. Thank you.